listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. And welcome back to another episode of the Astros Future Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jimmy Price, also known as Astros Future. You can find my work at AstrosFuture.com and find me on Twitter at AstrosFuture. I'm your other co-host, Kenny Van Doren. You can also you can find also find my work on AstrosFuture.com and find me on Twitter at the Vandalorian. Today we're sitting down with Astros prospect in 2023 non-roster invitee to spring training. Cesar Salazar, how you doing? What's up, guys? First of all, thank you for having me in the podcast, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Appreciate it. So we'll get right to it. Uh, this is your second time being invited to, to Major League Spring Training. So what was the news like for you this offseason, and did you enter this year feeling like uh, more prepared for the opportunity? Yeah, for sure. It was. Uh, I was actually about to start my second game two of the semifinals in winter ball when I got the news, right? Joe Espada called me, invited me um, right his big league camp. I was pumped. Uh, I maybe had a good, maybe have a good day, a uh, good game actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like just being around the guys, being around the big leaguers for uh, second uh, for the second year now. It's uh, I feel more comfortable with them. I can also I can pick their brains a little bit more. I feel more comfortable having conversations with them. And uh, you know the pitching staff, I just feel I just feel way more comfortable. Actually, I feel a hundred percent comfortable catching uh, every single one of those guys. And uh, think the this uh, feeling is mutual and uh, I think we we've, we've done a lot of uh, good work together. You, you talked a little bit there about picking the brain and you know Martin Malnado has been around in the majors for a long time. What's it kind of like talking to him and getting to learn from him in that in that experience? It's great. I mean, he's uh I I can relate a lot to him because uh we're both uh catch first guys and uh I just want to I, I just like to learn about how he goes about his business, how he goes about preparing for a game uh just what when when the right times to think outside the box are just the whatever honestly whatever comes to my mind i i just ask him maybe i i uh, mess around with him saying that i may maybe gonna gonna annoy him a little bit but i <laughs> i ask him a lot of questions and i've been learning a lot from him so coming off your your fourth minor league uh, season, you're showing some pop at the plate this year. Uh, so far in spring, two doubles, a homer, had 16 homers last year in Double A. Uh, was there anything new that you worked all uh, worked on offensively this offseason and so far in camp? It's uh, just keeping things simple. Uh, I'm a. It's been since two, since 2021. I've kept my my approach and my mechanics very simple. Very, I mean, hitting as hard. You want to be as consistent as possible. And me being more simple has helped me be more consistent with my movements, right? And uh, just with thinking to hit line, low-line drives has actually translated to me hitting the ball out, you know, more consistently, right? But all my approach is just being being uh, small movements and thinking low-line drives over the shortstop. So uh, I ha- I've had great hitting coaches the last two years. So I've been, I've been working with uh, – Rafael Pena and Aaron Westlake, they've helped me a lot, and uh, they would they, they they got the best out of me for uh, for sure. It's uh, they knew they knew what exactly I needed to do to be better with the the with the the style that I'm that I do. 
this winter you made it back down to the Mexican Pacific Winter League, uh, playing for mm-hmm. Hermosillo again. And a lot of some people might not know this, but that's the city you were born in. Um, yeah. What is that experience like? You know, extending your season, playing a couple more months, and also does mm-hmm. it just mean a little bit more to play for this the city that you were born in? It's for sure. It's for sure. It means a lot. I mean, playing in front of my friends and family is special, but I also think of it as a it's something that's gonna help. That's gonna help me in my process to the big leagues, right? Like there, we play games that matter every single game. Uh, everybody's pulling to the same side. It's a little bit different than in the minor leagues. I think it's the most. It's the closest thing I'm gonna I'm gonna have to the big leagues. Um, before hopefully I get there, and uh, it's just it's just a different different approach to every game. Every game you feel like your job is on the line. Your money. People talking about money all the time. It's like people care. Like that's their life. That's that's their life. You know. So uh, it's just it. The pressure. It's more pressure, but it's 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 fun. Like I, I love doing it, and I learn a lot from it. So you've played now and uh, over in, in the Mexican Winter League uh, quite a few times. Is that like something that you kind of look forward? To, you know, forward to. I know a lot of pl- uh, players are probably like uh, kind of wind down for the off season. But is that something that you kind of look forward to playing over there in Mexico in the in the off season? Man, man, I'm a baseball player. I love playing baseball. That's <laughs> where I feel at home. Uh, obviously, taking care of my body, taking, making sure I, I get my job done in the weight room is is a priority as well. But uh, I just love playing baseball, man. And like uh, like Kane said, like I'm playing in front of my fam- friends and family. That's also making it more special. But it's that's it's gonna help me. That's I I see it as helping helping me to be the best player I can. So uh, so far, it's been. It's been it's been very beneficial. So I kind of want to go back. You were talking about uh, working with Rafael Pena uh, quite a bit and him helping you out. And I know this year he got promoted to hitting coordinator for the uh, mm-hmm. entire minor league system. So what what do you think about that? And what, what's your thoughts on him getting that position? And now he'll no matter where you're at in the system, he's going to be able to help you out. First of all, he can he can relate to uh, both uh, American guys and Latin guys, right? That's a huge plus by being bilingual. He also is very good at getting the best out of the players he is a i like he's a he's hard work he's a hard worker he's gonna make he's gonna make people work he's gonna work when stuff when you need some extra stuff he's gonna he's gonna be there for you and his attitude his attitude to go about his business he's always on the positive side he's always on the encouragement side and uh worked with him a little bit too last year in triple a and uh seems like he's he's come a long way so i've had i he was my hitting coach in 2019 as well and uh we've come mm-hmm. along we've come a long way so i was sure. i was really happy and proud when i saw him in spring training this year you know talking about being bilingual you know growing up speaking spanish and english you know how important do you think it is for a catcher especially in, at a professional level with more latin-born pitchers and catchers coming into the system you know how, how important is that for a catcher to be bilingual uh, pitcher and catcher communication is, is, it's the best, is the best you can have. You know, it's, uh, you want to, you want to learn every single pitcher. You want to know how they, how they like to work. Uh, you want to be able to talk approach to them, uh, prior to games. So, uh, it's very, it's, it, it's very useful, very useful. It's a, it's a huge, uh, huge advantage to be able to communicate with, uh, both Latin and American players. And, uh, yeah, I think it's been helping me, been helping me a lot. We know the Astros love versatility, and you played some first base, played some left field. Uh, but in the last two seasons, you, you saw a little bit of time at second base. Was that on like an as-needed basis, or is that something that you were looking to to do to increase the versatility? You know, make it uh, uh, just increase your chances of making a major league roster. So I was I was an infielder my whole life. I I became a catcher when I was sixteen before I moved to the states, right? But uh, it was an in, 
something happened in 2021 that we we were lacking an infielder, right? And uh, G- uh, Gregorio Petit, the manager at the time, the days that I didn't catch, I would just go go to the infield and take round balls just for fun. And we had an emergency, right? And he asked me, hey, can you play second base? Mm-hmm. And I go, I sure can. Like, I was excited to do it. I love <laughs> yeah. being infield. And uh, they said so they <laughs> I played pretty good. And uh, I think I ended up playing like nine games in 2021 or 10 games with second base. And then mm-hmm. last year I played a couple. But uh, that's something very fun. It's something that I really enjoy doing. And it's uh, taking ground balls, I think, helps me in the catching side, especially with my footwork. So uh, is the, if that's going to help me um, get my chances to be in the big leader, I'm going to keep doing it. And I know Mickey Story, who you've had as your manager twice now, 2021, 2022, a couple of couple weeks, couple months in there. Um, he likes to use that versatility. Um, is that anything like you just kind of like talk with him? You go up to like the manager and just say like, hey, like I can play, just jump in this position. Is that just something you do or is it just something that they ask around? They 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 usually ask, but I always me- I always mess with them saying that, hey, man, when when's my second base? If you <laughs> I got to play a second, I'm ready. I just uh, like messing around with them, but uh, that's something that's gonna gonna come from them, you know. I yeah. I can only encourage it so much, but that's ultimately something that they it's their decision. We're kind of gonna start segueing into some of these fun questions we're gonna shoot at you, but um, some people might know this, but you're coming off your 27th birthday on Wednesday. Um, you yeah. actually played against the Braves, uh, came mm-hmm. away with a walk and an RBI. Pretty happy with the birthday performance. Oh yeah, it was a uh, against a pretty good pitcher too. I mean. It's uh nothing nothing more I can ask, you know. Real quick on the uh, on your catching philosophy, when you're going into a game, are you, you know, studying the teams, knowing what kind of base runners they have? But it's like, I I know a lot of the focus, like so minor leagues, the AAA, uh, some games, you know, they're they're having the automate uh, automated balls and strikes, which kind of takes mm-hmm. framing out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, how are you kind of balancing the framing versus the the blocking pitches? But you know, also not trying to show up an umpire. And what's your take mm-hmm. on on the automated balls and strikes? As a catcher, I mean, I'm not obviously I'm not a fan. That's uh, taking something away from my job. But mm-hmm. uh, last year, I I it was the same approach. I know in the in the big leagues, there's no ABS, so I was not I was working hard for every pitch. I was make I was working hard to make close pitches uh, to make them look good. Uh, ultimately, getting ready for if the opportunity came. But uh, yeah, that's not it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna change anything in my catching for sure. All right, so like Kenny said, we'll kind of we'll kind of segue into some 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 of the fun questions here. And this is a lot of times with pitchers and hitters, we like to ask you know toughest toughest hitter, toughest pitcher. But I kind of want to ask you, what's the toughest pitcher you've had to catch in the system? And it, it could be because their their off speed is just nasty, uh, burying balls in the dirt consistently, or maybe the fastballs it, it kind of sneaks up on you. Who who comes to mind? It's he. I think it's the hardest, but it's the is the funnest. It's Framber Framber Valdez. He uh, he's fun to catch. He's fun to catch before everything, everything just moves so much. And uh he's such a good pitcher too that his offseat is is very firm too. So uh I think that's I've had the I have a very fun time, but it's it's that's hard. It's hard to catch him, but it's at the same time it's very fun. I always look forward to catch either his pens or lives or games. I poked a little fun at you uh before we got on here about Arizona losing to Princeton in the March Madness tournament, but <laughs> Um, I feel like this isn't brought up enough, but you and JJ Matijevich, an Astros first baseman, people know him, uh, played together at Arizona. Is there any friendly rivalry between the both of y'all? Like since you've both been in the Astros system, 
No, I mean it's uh it's it's cool to have that relationship with, with somebody. I mean, we take it all the way back to uh, what's 20, 2016, actually. And uh just it, it's just we feel comfortable around each other. We we've created a really good friendship and uh I think it, it was 2021, the first time that I played with him in the Astros, right? Mm-hmm. So uh it was a it was a special moment. It was a very fun moment. I learned a lot from him. Uh talked to him a lot last year. My when I was in AAA for a little bit and uh yeah, it's uh, him and Cody Decent, actually. Cody Decent, uh, he was my roommate, too. So uh, it's fun to have those guys around. So speaking of Arizona, I saw you went to, to high school in Tucson, but how did you end up in Tucson? And then was that kind of like – I mean, I lived in Tucson for a year, uh, and we'll, we can get to that in a little bit, but was that like the dream college that everybody in Tucson wanted to play for? They wanted to play for the University of Arizona? Fun fact, my my dream college was a, was Arizona State. So I wanted to play <laughs> ball so bad. But – uh. The opportunity was better than Arizona, and uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I was the I was the only guy in my high school rocking some uh, some maroon and gold, you know. But, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you've been around long enough in the Astros system. You've seen some cup, some different uh, jerseys here and there from Quad Cities, Corpus Christi, Sugarland. <laughs> had some different ones here and there. But what would you say is the coolest uniform you've worn in the Astros system? I think the baby blue, uh, the all the baby blue uh, top and pants from the hooks. Those are those are fresh. I like them a lot. We didn't wear them last year, but uh, wearing them a couple times in 2021, I, I actually thought it was a really cool uniform. What about the Waterburger ones? You uh, to... <laughs> I did not. <laughs> you didn't like them? Oh, I think uh, you're like maybe the first guy I've heard say that. I did. I wasn't a fan, man. I just just didn't do it for me. <laughs> if Corpus Christi listens to this, I'm sorry, guys. I was, I, I wasn't. <laughs> I'll make sure not to tag him then. So I've made it down to quite a few hooks games over the last few years. And uh, I, I, especially last year when I went down there, I kind of noticed you seem to be like a fan favorite. Did you get that vibe when you were in Corpus Christi that you were a fan favorite of the, of the hooks fans? I did not, but uh, I, I did feel that we had a very good fan base and uh, it was, it was every day. It was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool playing there. It was uh, obviously small town good town very uh i had a lot of fun there and uh i thought the fan base made it made it so much better um during quarantine uh you know you missed a season there in 2020 um mm-hmm. i, I kind of remember seeing like you were got into some painting there for a little bit while, while yeah. you were playing some baseball uh yeah. what did you kind of get get around to during 2020 when you didn't have that season well first it was so my sister all the paintings that we have at our house so my family lives they, they all live in mexico still so when mm-hmm. I was there, we were there, no baseball, whatever. My sister, all the paintings that we have at home, my sister has painted them, right? And because I was just bored out of my mind and <laughs> could only could only work out for so many hours a day, I was like, well, I'm going to try to do something different. I asked her if she can teach me. Not very patient. She's not. She wasn't very patient with me. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I ended up doing, what, like four four paintings? So uh, it's, it's just something that relaxed me. It, Kind of like you kind of used it with like a meditation, uh, meditation practice. I was there, I was present, I was painting, helped me relax a lot during those stressful times. So, uh, haven't painted since, but uh, the, the paints are there. All right. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know you kind of got a lot going on in spring. I know that after the game's over, you're kind of relaxing, but appreciate you taking the time to, to hop on here and talk with us for a little bit. No, thank you guys for having me. It was fun. Uh, sorry. Again, sorry, Corpus Christi. The <laughs> blues are great. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck this uh good luck the rest of spring in this season as well. Thanks, guys. We'll see you around. 
All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. So if you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back for our next episode of the Astros Future Podcast, covering your Astros and the minor league system.